This is a Life in Times video game soundbite. I'm Richard Moss. Back in the early 1990s, a new business model for game sales and distribution was rapidly on the rise. That business model was called shareware, and it relied largely on the internet, then still in its infancy, in order to function. Developers would upload unregistered versions of their games to FTP sites, walled garden service providers like America Online, and to bulletin board systems spread around the world. Inside the game, or in the README file, there'd be instructions on how to register to get the rest of the levels or whatever other content the developer had set aside. And there'd be a request for people to share this unregistered version elsewhere. There were thousands of BBSs, so many developers would just choose one large, popular BBS as their home base. And then others around the world could mirror that content at their leisure. Or people from elsewhere could dial in straight to the big one. And the biggest BBS of them all, the home of shareware giants Apogee Software and id Software, and the self-professed home of the authors, the biggest BBS was called Software Creations. It was run by a fellow called Dan Linton, with additional help from many years coming from Glenn Brensinger. You're about to hear from Glenn as he reflects on the legacy of Software Creations in an interview I conducted for my upcoming book, Shareware Heroes, Independent Games at the Dawn of the Internet, which is fully funded on Kickstarter right now, but you do still have a, a week or so left to pledge for a copy of the backer-only special edition hardback. I'll give you a link in the show notes and remind you at the end of this soundbite. But for now, here's Glenn Brensinger on Software Creations Legacy. It, it certainly did help pave the way for the whole idea of one-stop shopping. Uh, instead of having to keep track of four or five different places, oh, a new version of this game is out, or oh, so-and-so came out with a new version, now i got to call them. Oh, but then this other one's out, now i got to call them. Software Creations was more of the idea of you could have all of this stuff in one place. So you could just go in, you could queue up your, your titles you were going to download, and then just let it go. And then when you wake up the next morning, you've got all your stuff there that you can just, you know, unzip and, and go. Uh, it, it made it easier for people. I mean, again, this was before the web. I mean, the only other place you had that could do something like that was, of course, the old CompuServe uh, and then America Online. I mean, yeah, you had your, your Prodigy, your America Online, your CompuServe. So Dan was kind of competing with them in that Yes, there was a charge for what they offered, and he had to stay competitive with that. The other, I don't want to say downside of it, but um, BBS is, of course, you were paying long distance, whereas America Online CompuServe, you had um, uh, you had Telenet, and you had, uh, there was another one, I can't think of the name of it, it was Telenet and somebody else, where you, you called the local number, and then they passed you over to the service. So he, he definitely... Uh, not only with the whole shareware model, but definitely continued the tradition of go one place to get all of your stuff uh, to the point where, I mean, that's kind of what we're doing now with, uh, with Steam. You go one place and you get everything. You'll be able to learn much more about software creations and the rest of the shareware scene in my book, Shareware Heroes, Independent Games at the Dawn of the Internet. It's on Kickstarter for another week or so as of this being published, 
and you can head straight there via lifeandtimes.games slash sharewarebook or click on the link in the show notes. See ya.